Welcome to Inner Challenge, a podcast about mental wellness. Today's topic is how to deal with comparison. You're invited to listen to an unscripted conversation between myself and a young man who is struggling with this very real life dilemma. Join us as we increase our knowledge of cultivating mental wellness in ourselves and others. Welcome to Inner Challenge, the podcast. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I want to begin by just asking you to say a little bit about yourself to our listeners. Yeah, so uh, I'm a college student. Um, I currently study biology, and I, I hope to become a doctor one day. I've got, I'm the youngest of th- three. I've got two older siblings, one sister, one brother, and then I've got a, a dog. Oh, so. what's your dog's name? Uh, her name's Daisy. Oh, Daisy. Oh, yeah. if you're playing Wordle, that's a five-letter <laughs> word. As I told you, the purpose of this podcast is just to be part of this ongoing conversation about mental health and mental wellness. I always begin by asking everyone, when you feel mentally well, when you feel on your game, can you put into words for us what that is and what that means to you? Yeah, so I think for me, I think no matter what you do every day, there are going to be ups and downs. And I think being mentally well and having having a good mental well-being is being able to take those downs and not have them affect you and, and really turn your day into a bad day. It's It's having that ability to take what's given to you and, and turn it into a positive and see everything for the positive side of it. So to really be able to navigate what obstacles, what challenges yeah. come usually uninvited mm-hmm. into your day, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you agreed to share one of those challenges with us that we could kind of have a conversation, brainstorm, think tank it together. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and tell us. So uh, like I mentioned, I'm, I want to be a doctor, so I'm pre-med. And I think uh, one of the really hard things about, is about that is it's very competitive and so I constantly find myself comparing myself to others. And I think that can, that's not the best for me because at the end of the day, everyone's got their own, their own path and their own, their own journey. I think my goal out of this is to really find ways to limit that um, stress that I give myself when I start comparing myself to others. I want to ask you to think about, is there anything positive when it comes to you comparing yourself to others? I think there is because I think part of what comparing yourself to others is, is it pushes you to be better. Because you see, you're like, oh, if someone's doing this, I can do that too. Maybe I didn't try that before, and I didn't think I could do it, but hey, if they're doing it, I think I can try it too, and I think it pushes you to be better. Yeah, I, think, I think that's probably one of the positives from it. Okay, so I want you to go back to your initial statement, I want to be able to stop comparing. When you think of the positive aspect, if you weren't comparing, would you be losing something that you also value? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think... Now that you say it like that, maybe comparing is not the right word to use in that, in that sentence. I'm trying to think of the word, though, to use there. No, stay with comparison. Okay. Maybe the word that you want to think about not using is, I want to get rid of comparison. Yes, yes. Because, yeah. like, have you ever tried to get rid of it? No, I've never. I, I, I think it would be really hard to get rid of it. Cause I think that's just a natural, everyone compares. You're always like, this is better than that. That's better than that. So I think it would be hard to get rid of comparison. I think, I think probably limiting the negative comparison. Okay. If you put your scientific mind on, because you're a scientist, <laughs> you're, you're a budding scientist, why do you think it might be hard for us to not compare? Kind of like I said before, it's like everything you do in life, there's always multiple options, and there's always different ways to do something. And naturally, you want yourself to find the, the best way to do something. When I'm navigating pre-med and building a resume, it's like, oh, someone did this for some experience, I, I should do that. That might be a good way to do it. But I think the key there is not looking at them and being like, man, they're way better than me because they did that. 
it, it, but instead being like, how can I do something just as good and, and help myself get to the same point that they got to? Right. So you're walking through life, you're minding your own business, you bump into somebody, you have a conversation, and instantly you listen to them talk about themselves and you think, whew, maybe I should do that. Yes. Right? Scientifically, what you're saying indirectly, and I want to say directly, is that we can't stop comparing. Yeah. That we have a brain and we just compare. And that is the fact. Yeah. That we don't want to stop comparing because it's putting energy into something that we can't do. Yeah. If we decide, okay, we have to be able to accept that we are human beings who will compare, what becomes your goal then? Instead of stopping it, what becomes your goal? I think embrace the positive comparison, the, the comparison that makes you want to be better instead of the comparison that makes you kind of like go into a shell and be like, man, I'm not as good as these other people. So right there, you put into words the dynamic that happens. Comparison can be aspirational. We compare upward, researchers yeah. call it, or it can actually be negative where we compare downward. And that's a pretty quick brain reaction. Yeah. What I want you to think about that I think the antidote for that is what I call psychological intelligence, the ability to look at our reaction in relationship to ourself and to others and to really study it, get insights and figure out if it's accurate, first and foremost, and what we want to do with it. Yeah. Psychological intelligence is something that we don't really get taught in school. We kind of know it when somebody says it, right? Like once I say it, you're like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. yeah, I know what that is. But it's, a, it's really helpful when we cultivate mental wellness to have words, to know what it is. So psychological intelligence is a really nice tool of saying, oh, when I react to a situation in a way that's comparative, upward or downward comparison, I'm not just going to be passive. I'm going to be active. If you are going to take that tool of psychological intelligence that's probably already developed in you and use it when you looked at test scores and let's say you weren't at the top, but you were just kind of the upper 75%, yeah. what would you do? Well, I think, I think I'll, when I look at the test scores, there'll be that initial, like, I want to compare myself. But I think it's important to understand that I do have psychological intelligence and be like, okay, I can look at this in a positive light and say, I want to get my score to where I want to get my score to in in the top ten percent, or I can be negative. I can be like, man, I'm I'm not in the top ten percent. So I think every time you compare, choosing to turn it into a positive comparison and be like, this is where I want to go, as opposed to this is where I am and I'm mad at myself or sad at myself because I'm here. It's this is where I want to go. So there's a really slight nuance I want to punctuate here, which doesn't sound like a big deal in one instance, like, oh, my test score. But over time, I have found to be a really big deal. Okay. That we have ourself. We value our worth. Most of us believe everybody is worthy. The homeless man on the street, the president of the corporation, that everyone has value. That's why when we see a newborn baby who can't really do anything, we think they're adorable and we just value their worth. Mm -hmm. Then we have our self-esteem. Yeah. And we conflate them. So we look at the grade and say, oh, I got the highest grade. I have more worth. It's helpful in development if we understand our worth never changes. It is always valuable. It is always the sunniest day out there. But our self-esteem is like the weather. Nobody's self-esteem always has a sunny day. Nobody always gets everything right on the test. 
Everybody has their own challenges. Everybody has obstacles because that's the nature. Life is a lot more like a video game than we like to admit. Mm -hmm. Obstacles that we have to be able to figure out. I want you to think about when you talk of you were saying things like, I'd see my score and I would say, I feel bad about myself. I want you to consider saying, oh, I don't feel that great about my score. And that you practice separating those out because the comparison is then towards your self-worth. Yeah. And your self-worth is, ste- is really steady. Is it like accepting? It's like, yeah, it's okay to feel bad sometimes. Understanding that that's just part of that day. You got to just move on and pick up your stuff and keep going. Right. When it comes to our self-esteem, which is our reaction to how we do things, yeah. our reaction to maybe if we're included or not included, if we do well on the test, if we win the race, if we lose the race, that we can absolutely be assured yeah. that it will change from day to day. Oh, so I watched Sean White at the Olympics, and he's incredible, but he had kind of a cloudy day. But it's understanding his worth is the same with or without the medal. Yeah. But his esteem was going to be different that day. Sure, he was disappointed, but on the other hand, he probably felt pretty worthy that he still put himself in the arena. Is it just is it like adjust, adjusting your perspective of how you're looking at things? So it's like... For him, when he went to the first three Olympics, his standards were gold medal every time. And then when he went to the fourth one, he realized, you know what? Sometimes I'm not, I'm not going to have my best day. So it's like he adjusted his... Well, life adjusted it for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. a different day, he might have won the gold. Yeah. What, what I'm encouraging you to think about when you find yourself comparing yeah. is that you realize what you're comparing typically is something you have done, not your worth. Yes. You're a very worthy person if you get a C, and you're the same worthy person yeah. if you get 100. Yeah. And it, one time, it's not a big deal. But what I see, because I'm a clinician, is people in my office who their sense of worth, their sense of value comes from Bound to what if I'm successful. Yeah. Think about using psychological intelligence to be able to not have the ups and downs throw you around so much. It's a really nice tool. The definition I use for mental wellness is twofold. One is just the ability to use our interests, our, our gifts to make the world a bit of a better place. Mm-hmm. But also this really nice image from Dan Siegel, which is we have this river of wellness, of integration. And on each side, there's a bank of rigidity and then a bank of chaos. Okay? Yeah. And we are going to end up on the, in the chaotic bank and we're going to end up on the rigid bank. As I'm saying this, you're... Yeah, it's all making sense. Okay, so tell me an example where comparison threw you on either of those banks. I'm trying to think of a recent one. Yeah, so I'll take, for example, the... Uh, we'll, we'll use a test score because that's I got a test score back. And it was, I think the average was... I was above the average, I'll say that. But I, it's a friend I always study with. And I texted her and I was like, hey, what did you get? And she got a score way better than me. And I think that threw me because I was like, man, like, I wasn't putting it into perspective. I was like, dang, that stinks. My, my score isn't as good as hers. She's better than me. But I think it's exactly what you're talking about. My self-worth didn't change there. I just had an up and down day, and it threw me onto the chaotic one where I was like, dang, this stinks. I, can I do this anymore? And I think it's just having that psychological intelligence to, to realize I'm still going to be able to do it. One bad test score won't ruin where I'm where I want to go and and shouldn't ruin my entire day because I'm the same no matter if I get uh 88 like she did or the 76 that I did 
inside of you, what was your emotional response? What did you feel when you saw when you heard she had gotten a better score? I think it was almost just like a, a letdown because when you when you study with someone like that, you think, well, we both did the same stuff. We're going to do the same. And so that that initial, you were just like, well, man, I really didn't do as well as her. I wonder what I, I did wrong to not do as well. And so you start questioning, like, did I do something wrong? And I think, it's again, it's that psychological intelligence. No, you didn't do anything wrong. It's just Sometimes you don't put your best foot forward, and that's okay. You just got to keep going and keep every time put your best foot forward. Think about separating out worth and esteem. Part of it is with esteem, we separate. It's not I'm bad. Yeah. I didn't do bad. I mean, I didn't do as well. I did bad, right? Yeah. So part of psychological intelligence is to move from judgment to curiosity. Maybe you were on the bank of kind of chaos, like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I think I can't be a doctor. My yeah. dream is dead. You know, what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah. And you move to these five letters that are in this river of wellness that Siegel gives us that is the acronym of FACES. Flexible, adaptive, coherent, energized, and stable. The comparison sucked energy out of you, made you not feel so stable. The way you get back into the river, I think, is through being curious. So you become coherent. I mean, the the statement that says, oh, I can't be a doctor because I want a test score, of course that's not coherent, right? Yeah. But if you are going to be curious to kind of do what I call Monday morning quarterbacking that test, what would you learn that might be helpful? Well, I think it, I, like the first, every time you do better tennis, you're always like, well, did I study enough? Did I study in the correct ways? So I think it's looking, looking at how I studied and being like, well, maybe I could start a day earlier. Maybe I could do um, more of this type of problem. Maybe I could read more pages out of the book next time. Maybe I could rewatch the lecture slide. So I think that you can turn it into curiosity by just always trying to find ways to improve and be like, how, where did I go wrong? And how can I make sure that I don't go wrong again? I think falls under the umbrella of adapting. Yeah. I would get coherent and not be like, oh, I can't be a doctor, but oh, wait, I'm going to take this one test. I'm going to Monday morning quarterback it, see what I might be able to adapt and learn from what I did this time mm-hmm. and apply it to next time. Mm-hmm. How would that process, moving from judgment of, I'm not smart, I can't be a doctor, to curiosity of, let me just look at this one case, let me adapt, let me become coherent, so next time, whatever I learned, I can apply. How could that skill set help you in being a doctor in the future? I think in every profession, no matter what you do, we're human, so we're never going to be perfect. And so, like, for example, I want to be a surgeon. I would hope this never happens, but let's say on the off chance I, I, a surgery goes wrong. And it's like I tried my best. I did. There's nothing I could have done better, but it just went wrong. I think it'd be very easy to get down on yourself and be like, man, maybe, I, maybe I'm, I shouldn't be allowed to do this. Maybe I shouldn't be trusted to take care of patients. Becoming coherent and being like, you know what? That's okay. It's, bad things happen. Sometimes you can't control everything. And being like, what did go wrong in that surgery? And how can I ensure that that never happens again? Being able to just localize that to it's it, that's a isolated event and and using that to improve so that it never happens again so when you think about that shift which just even as you say it i can feel that you're getting it yeah. it's pretty exciting when you think about that shift of moving from i to really being curious about the event yeah. the surgery the test it's not about you as a person it's about oh i'm going to look at this and i'm going to get curious i'm going to understand it that would build your understanding. What does that do to your spirit? I think when you remove it off of yourself and you're saying like, 
it's not that I did bad. It's just this event happened. I think it, it enables you to be a lot more positive. Because when you, like you said, you when you start to blame yourself for stuff, it that's what brings you down. That's right. what causes the stress. That's what makes you think, man, I can't do it. No, you can do it. This is this is like I said, it's an it's an isolated event. It is your fault, but it's not. You shouldn't blame it all on yourself. There's there's no reason to place blame on yourself. Like you need to get up and you need to do the job again, and you need to make sure that you learn from from the mistake. I think we often don't talk about the spirit enough in mental wellness. Yeah. We want to feel happy. Yes. We want to feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy whatever's in front of us. Yeah. But I think our judgment often just is the biggest wet blanket going. If you can understand, if you can accept the fact that don't waste any time trying to get rid of, rid of comparison because the brain automatically does it. Yeah. But work with your mind and the story that you're... Um, before we end, I want to just focus on one last thing. We often don't think about the spirit when it comes to our mental wellness, but we want to be happy. We want to be peaceful. We want to be calm. Think about what happened to your spirit when you initially saw your grade. It got let down, I feel like. I okay. Feel like. Before you knew what your friend got or when you first saw it, you were like, well, when oh, okay. I first, Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, okay, I'm above the average. I'll take that. Anytime you can be above the average on a test like that, is that's fine by me. But I think it was, yeah, when I compared myself to my friend, that's when I, my spirit got let down. Part of comparison is we make other people's successes about us. It's just natural, yeah. but we don't have to stay there. Part of psychological intelligence is that we really try to understand relational dynamics that happen between people. Yeah. And that I think it's a spiritual practice, a practice of lifting up our spirit to train ourselves to work through, oh, her grade made me feel bad. You're going to have that. There's, that's where we start. I just want to encourage people to not end up there. So when I say that, what comes to mind? That's going to be useful for me in my life. There will evidently be more tests where I don't score somewhat as well as someone else. So making sure that I don't take her score and, and make it about me, making sure that that's about her, my score is about me, and keep those separate that way. And I can still compare myself to her. I can still use it as a way to improve. I want to be, do better. But making sure that I don't take her score and I don't take myself comparing her to her score and make it a negative. Keep it as a positive. And so what is it you could do when it came to her score? I obviously did congratulate, but make sure it's, it's only about congratulating her. It's be like, wow, you did awesome there. And like, I did awesome too. And I want to be better next time so that I can be up there with you and we can both congratulate each other for doing great. But making sure that it's more just about how she did great and I did great on my own. And together, we're going to use it to improve. And that you were part of the success of her score in yeah. this instance. You weren't blaming her that you got a 75. You were actually blaming yourself that you didn't do as well as her. Yeah. yeah. And that part of comparison is we often overfocus on ourselves. Yeah. And we stop and we don't celebrate when somebody else has had a success. Yeah. Because the comparison makes us self-absorbed. Yeah. Spiritual practice is something that we aspire to. Mm-hmm. And we say, I'm going to try to do this, even if I don't always feel it. Sometimes we have to fake it to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and of being like, wait, I can work through with my psychological intelligence, my reaction, but I don't want my reaction to stop me from really congratulating my teammate, yeah. my study buddy yeah. for how well she did yeah. because you had a role in that. Even if you didn't have a role, we want to be able to celebrate other people's successes. Exactly. 
And yeah. and that I think is is a bit of a antidote to comparison. Yeah. That it, it changes the energy because this it was a win for her. Next yeah. time you might get the same score. Might be a win for you. Yeah. But to be able to say like, oh, I want to be a person that cultivates really celebrating other people's successes. Yeah. Yeah. So, h- how might you do that? I mean, uh, well, honestly, that was great to me because I never thought about it. Because when you compare yourself to other people and you're almost sad that someone did better than you, like that's not that's not how you should be. You should be happy right. that they did great. Right. And so, I never had thought about it in that way. That like when you compare and you tear yourself down when you compare you're also tearing them down and being like i'm mad you did better than me but it's like they don't deserve that they put in the time they put in the work they deserve every every accolade that they they should be they should be getting so really turning it into a positive and making it also like i don't want to tear them down either i want to build them up just like i'm trying to build myself up isn't it interesting it's it's not even probably in your value system yeah to want to tear them down but that's how, at times, if we let comparison go without really reflecting on it, if we just go with the reaction, yeah. we become self-centered in a way we don't intend to be, yeah. and we don't encourage the best in others. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a doctor, boy, there's probably no team sport bigger than medicine, as yeah. we've all lived in the pandemic to learn. Yeah. So as we wrap up, is there anything you want to ask or you want to comment on? That last point, it's just like when you compare to others and you bring yourself down, you're also kind of taking away from what they did from them. So I think it's, I had never really thought about it that way. And so I definitely will use that going forward just to always make sure that, yes, I can, I can compare, but make sure I congratulate those when they, when I am comparing to someone who does better than me and make sure I give them the time and and make sure that they know how well they did. And that really uses our whole brain. Yeah. It's really part of our brain that reacts to comparison of I'm less than when we use psychological intelligence, when we really engage with our initial emotional reaction and we kick our brain up to higher level thinking, then we are really using all of ourself to be able to process the situation, which is, yeah. hey, you did really, really well. I am so proud of you. That is awesome. Because who doesn't want to be on a team, whether you're studying or whether you're in the surgery room with people who are doing really well? Yeah. You know, her her win is your win. Down the road, they're... Their, their wins will help you have more wins. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's all part of a team effort. It's all part of a team effort. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. This has been super great. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot today. That was a great conversation. How much insight that young man had. Here are four inner challenge insights that I hope you take away from today's conversation. Insight number one, the brain automatically compares Not much to worry about when we're selecting a movie or ice cream, but when this natural process is turned toward ourself and others, comparison can make us feel less than and give us perspectives that are far from accurate and often don't include the whole picture. Insight number two, our self-worth is golden. Our self-worth is our birthright. We are born with it and in fact, We show ourselves how true this is when we ooh and ah at babies who really aren't doing anything but being babies. When we think of our self-worth in terms of weather, each of us is a perpetually sunny day. Our worth never changes. In contrast, our self-esteem is connected to what we do and what happens to us. Like weather, we can have days where the sun shine on us and we feel pretty good about who we are. But also like weather, we can have days that are gloomy and we can feel not so good about ourselves. 
We can feel not so good about ourselves when we score low on a test or are rejected by a friend, a job, an application, or not allowed to start because of a coach's decision. In short, our self-worth is steady, but our self-esteem fluctuates. We often conflate our self-esteem and our self-worth, which makes us vulnerable to losing touch with our worthiness when things don't go our way. In cultivating mental wellness, we do ourselves a favor by staying grounded in our self-worth and understanding and accepting the ups and downs of our self-esteem. Insight number three. When comparison strikes, notice when you find yourself out of the river of wellness and on the banks of rigidity or chaos. You'll know you're on the banks when your comparing makes you feel judgy of yourself or others. Being on the banks isn't pretty. We feel sad, disappointed, angry, or superior. But stay in the boat and use your curiosity and psychological intelligence to more fully understand the situation. Don't let yourself get stuck and stay with your first reactions. Trust me, you are worth it. Insight number four, mental wellness depends on us taking care of our spirit. Nothing dampens our spirit like comparison. Nothing diminishes the spirit of another like comparison. It's a spiritual practice to learn how to manage comparison in a healthy way. Use equal doses of curiosity and gentleness to notice, observe, and reflect on when comparison strikes. Let your increased awareness and understanding renew your spirit and lead you to celebrating the gifts and successes, not only of yourself, but others. Insight number five. I hope today's conversation encourages you to want more information about mental wellness. If that's the case, please go to my website, mjmurrayvishan.com, and look under the PodClass tab. There you will see 30-minute PodClasses that will give you information that we talked about today. The Topics of Mental Wellness, Episode 1. Noticing and Observing Our Reactions, Episode Number 2. Dealing with Uncomfortable Emotions, Episode 6 and 7. And Cultivating Our Spirit When It Comes to Mental Wellness, Episode 13. Thank you for joining me. And as you move through your week, I encourage you to apply the parts of this podcast that seem to speak to you as you continue to cultivate your own mental wellness. This is your inner challenge.